everyone, Couch Investor here. Welcome back to my channel. Today's video is a special one because we've reached 1,000 subscribers. So thank you everyone that has been subscribing lately. And if you haven't subscribed yet, like 78% of you guys, maybe now is the time to hit that subscribe button as it really helps me out grow the channel. So today's video, I actually managed to do an interview with Chicken Genius Singapore. If you don't know who he is, link will be down in the description below. In this video, we're talking about Tesla, obviously, Neo stock, our thoughts on value investing and our mistakes while investing when we were beginners. And I would really appreciate it if you hit that early like button as it really helps getting my videos out there. Obviously, this video is going to be long, so timestamps will be down in the description below as well. So guys, I leave it up to the interview. Enjoy. Thank you for doing this. Really, really appreciate it. I'm sure you don't have a lot of time on your hands dealing with everything you're dealing with. So I really appreciate this. Uh, um, I'm actually really happy. I'm, I actually, I, I saw what, what you've done uh, through, mm -hmm. through all your videos. A really good message across. And I just hope by doing this, it really brings more value to your audience too. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully more people will uh, come by my channel after this. Because um, yeah, yeah I, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I will actually uh, I think announce on my next uh, Tesla weekly video. Probably mm -hmm. I'll just point them over here. Ah, oh, awesome! It's really, really, yeah. really awesome. Um, I actually bought the Tesla short shorts. They came back oh, in really? stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they came back in stock. So I was like, okay, I have to buy them now. Oh, it's back in stock. Yeah, from uh, from last last night, I got a message saying uh, they're back in stock. So I was like, I have to buy those shorts again oh, cool, cool, cool. first of all uh, my first question actually for you is um some of the many questions i got asked is when when do i have to buy into a stock for example i did a, a video about square not long ago people start commenting oh now the stock is at 115 almost 120 i wish i had bought at 80 i wish i had bought at 60 so yeah. how would you deal with with such such a question Actually, uh, I get such comments on my channel all the time. I, the, the, I got a lot of such comments. Uh, I can memorize some of them because I try to reply to every single uh, comment. So um, one of them is, uh, yeah, like, is, is it too high? Actually, my, my reply to them is if you look at history and if your investment is like over the long term, there is never uh, too late to buy. If you are buying into good companies, it is never too late. The high will just keep going higher. We can, and, and, and actually in this period of time while I'm talking to you, it's more prominent because like in all like crisis, you can see the good companies are the one that will just search. And uh, yeah, it takes crisis like that to knock really bad people off and uh, good companies, you can really see the difference in, in especially in, in the stock price. Yeah, no, that's exactly what, what I thought. Like if you're okay with short-term volatility, then that's, that shouldn't be a problem if you're in it for the long term. And especially in technology stocks, stocks like Tesla, Square, Illumina, um, yeah. those are the stocks that will probably be much higher in the next couple of years. Yeah, even like, like simple stuff like Google, uh, we all use Google, Apple, yeah, these, these stocks will go really, really high. Yeah, exactly. People think they're, they look at the price, they think that the price tag of $2,000, let's say, is high, but actually, for the value you're getting and the value the company is, is giving people, it's not that high, I think. And the same thing with well, Tesla. Yeah. Yes, you're looking at future revenue coming in. So you're looking at future growth. Uh, if you look at Shopify, like the price earnings ratio, I think is like thousand plus, I think. So in theory, it takes a thousand, thousand years to make the money back. But you know, I, I guess um, 
I guess people pricing such companies has a lot more premium now than previously. So I, I think there's a shift in terms of the way people invest. Mm -hmm. So that's my second point. You said previously you invested, you were a bit like Warren Buffett, but then it didn't work out. So you had to relearn everything and then shift from, let's say, the value stocks into, well, more Tesla-like stocks that everybody hates and shorts all the time. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why and how, how did that come around? I will share with you my experience later, but, uh, but how about you? The, have you invested in value stocks before? So yes, actually, for example, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, um, I had a couple of bank stocks, but just that was just because, well, first of all, I liked Coca-Cola and Starbucks. I think everybody drinks Starbucks and Coca-Cola in their lifetime almost every week. And then good, good dividends. So for me, I always like a couple of stocks that give me good dividends. So at least I have some revenue coming in, even if the market isn't on my side, for example. But yes. for example, in the last year, especially this year, my portfolio has shifted immensely into technology stocks, more stocks that are priced in for the next couple of years. Yes. For example, last year I bought Tesla at 180. It was the first time I bought the stock. Yeah, I was like, you know what? 180, it's been volatile enough. I think for me, it's low. So I'm buying. I bought again, obviously, this year at the dip. Um, Illumina, Square, all those companies have replaced my, my value stocks in my portfolio. But that doesn't mean I don't hold any value stocks. I still hold Starbucks, Coca-Cola, I still have. Still great companies. And for the rest, Microsoft, I have Amazon. Obviously, I bought Amazon. That was one of my best buys, I think, in 2017 or something. Wow. So, yeah. But nice. there is one mistake I made. I don't think it's a mistake. It's my first, I think one of my first years of investing in stocks. I looked at Shopify. There was a, a bit of a scandal because their numbers were too high and, and some, some shops there were fake. So the stock went back yeah. below $100. For some reason, I forgot about the stock. I never bought it. Oh no. It was at, <laughs> it was at $98 the day. I can remember till this day and today it's above 1000 But you cannot you like, cannot win all of them so yeah, yeah. that's also something i think most new investors have to have to know is that you can miss some opportunities that doesn't mean you have to change your strategy in the future exactly yeah you you sound like a really really uh, experienced investor it, it takes a lot of like uh, experience and pain to know what not to do and to do so um yeah you, you tend to make a lot of initial mistakes like mm -hmm. i think shopify if i'm not wrong the theory behind shopify now i think it's like the anti-amazon kind of thing so yeah. they are trying like if you, if you read up more about it, it's, it's the anti like amazon stuff yeah exactly okay, it, so it gives small people more chance instead of amazon buying everything and destroying yeah. small shops yeah Yes, yes. Oh, so sorry. So back to your question about value investing. Actually, uh, value investing did me really good. Uh, it, it also didn't do me really bad. I mean, there, there was, those value investing is basically you look at a company, I, I think you, there's some kind of calculations involved, like calculating mm -hmm. intrinsic value yeah. or you look at all those traditional stuff. So there are times that the, the thing is, I forgot that uh, those days is that when I pick a value stock, which is really cheap, I remember those days like, uh, for example, L Brands, if you're looking, L Brands was one of the very good value stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, they are Victoria's Secrets and the other one, they do that soap thing. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But um, I realized a lot of value stocks, there's a reason why they are cheap. They, they, they are cheap because it may actually go down even more. There's something yeah. wrong somewhere. And you cannot predict 
what happens inside the management. I think Warren Buffett said something like this before, like you can actually play the books for like one or a few years, but eventually it will catch up to you. So while they are playing the books, there's nothing you can do about it. There's, there's no insider information as an outsider. We will never know mm -hmm. what's happening. And even employees of the company don't even know what is happening. So very investing um, to me, it's, um, I, I used to go that road. So I did a, like a portfolio of 20 stocks. Generally, uh, more will do well, but those that didn't do well will really pull my gains down. And because uh, in value investing is like, uh, those companies that you invest are generally cheap and it goes up, those that you did well, it doesn't yeah. go up like, like Shopify like that. It doesn't move that way. It'll go up like 20% a year. So you have a portfolio of good stocks that goes up like Coca-Cola, Starbucks, 20% per year. And those that drops, it drops to, you get minus 50% kind. Yeah. So at the end of it, you realize most value investors, they do not beat the index. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about the very few up there, but mm -hmm. most of them do not beat the index. And that kind of like turned me off. And it was a pretty good learning lesson that, you know, if you're invested in the stock market, uh, I think there's a better way. Yeah, totally. And another question, what do you think the, because we talked a lot about diversification of the portfolio, etc. Um, and like I think Charlie Munger said, diversification is for, for idiots. Um, so, because I've seen a lot of people mentioning, oh, they have this stock, they have this stock, like they have a list of 30 stocks in their portfolio, but unless they have millions and millions to invest, having, I think, more than, I don't know, I would say now my portfolio is way smaller than before, but having more than 20 stocks, I think it's too much. It's too much, especially for a beginner investor. Yes. Because first, you cannot follow 20 stocks closely. I would say maybe 10 if you're lucky. Yes. What, what do you have to say about like people that want a big portfolio because they like a lot of companies, but what's the point? So the, uh, I always take things as two extreme ends. You don't do like, like in the between. So the extreme ends are either you go like, like maximum extreme diversification means you buy into the index, which is 500 mm -hmm. companies. Uh, it's, it's really hard to screw up. In fact, uh, I, I, there was a S&P report where uh, more than 90% of investors don't need the index. Yes. So you, if you want to diversify, you might as I mean, you rather just go and buy the index and maximum diversification. It's pretty hard to screw up from there. Or you go the other way where you really concentrate on portfolio and you really invest in the best companies uh, to, to you. I mean, to me, uh, like uh, most of us is like we are in the Tesla community. So we think that Tesla is the best, but other people may be in the Apple community and they think that it's the best stock. So we should actually concentrate on the companies that we really have a lot of conviction in. And the thing is with concentration, yes, there are times that you may screw up. There are times, but the thing is when you do so much into research into a company, the chances of screw up is let's say you, you do three companies like that. The, if one screws up, the other two is still going to fly massively. Like for example, now Square is all-time high, Tesla is all-time high. Let's say I screw up Illumina. It, it doesn't matter at all. We are up a few hundred percent already. So exactly. I think that is a much better way to go. The, the risk is to me, frankly, a lot lesser than rather not even doing a research at all. And I've seen, I've seen so many people say like, I like most, most of those companies. They like Disney, they like Microsoft. So like, if you like most companies, then maybe put one part of your portfolio in an index. So that at least you get exposure to that and then focus your major parts, let's say you're unsafe into those Tesla squares, Illumina stocks. Now that you mentioned Tesla, how, <laughs> how did it start? When, when did you start being the Tesla fanatic? 
Actually, when you ask me that question, I really had to think like quite deep and go really far back. And my first encounter with Tesla was in uh, Top Gear. I, if I'm not wrong, uh, do, you re- do you remember the whole Top Gear and Jeremy Clarkson doing that mm-hmm. crap? I think that was over 10 years ago. Yes, uh, probably. When yeah, Top Gear were still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it was still good. Uh, it, it was, it was, I, I love cars. I, I mean, most guys, we like cars because it kind of represents freedom and kind of stuff. I really love cars. Um, although I love Tesla a lot, my favorite car to date uh, is the McLaren F1. F1, that one, okay. Yeah, that, that, that McLaren F1 is, is to me the one of the pinnacle of cars. Yeah. And watching Top Gear for that, um, and when Jeremy Clutchon showed Tesla and he talked crap about it, um, I had to, that was the, my first exposure to Tesla and I actually did read up on this company. So whatever Jeremy was saying didn't really sync in line with, uh, with what Elon was saying. So that was actually hanging on the top of my head because I'm always looking at um, what new technology can come in, what, what can really disrupt certain stuff. I always had all these things in my head because uh, those years, 10 over years ago, I was running businesses and I knew that um, there are always competition that comes in and destroy your business. No matter what mm-hmm. business you have, you will always have competition. You may be the first competition will come in. Right. So, um, so I was looking at Tesla and I kept looking at it. I was quite doubtful. I, but the only thing that I felt really good for Tesla was that Elon used to be from PayPal. So that gained some kind of credibility. Yeah. So that was my first exposure to Tesla. And I guess I keep reading and reading. I, I, I just like information. Uh, these days there, there's YouTube, which is a lot better. Yes. They're reading books. Yeah, that, that, uh, those days I remember buying magazines from the shelf and now we have YouTube is so, so much better. Yes, um, Tesla Daily, for example. Great source. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great source. So you want information from him, uh, you, can, you can listen to him all the time. I, I, actually, my favorite uh, Tesla source is actually Hypercharge. No, mm. Hyperchange. Hyperchange, yeah. Hyperchange, yeah. Um, I get a lot of information. So my earlier days of research into Tesla, my early, early days, uh, mostly my information came from uh, hyperchange yeah mm, yeah that, that was the place i go to most of the time uh, okay yeah rather and than back in- back then did you did you manage to figure out their roadmap like for let's say today we're like in 2020 did you ever feel like okay robo taxis autonomous fleet huge gigafactories everywhere around the world did you think that was possible by 2020 when you first started looking into tesla um, I, I started looking in Tesla about 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, to be frank, um, I'm always very skeptical because uh, actually I, I think I mentioned a few times in my videos where it's really important to see a company scale. If you, yeah. Scaling is really very difficult. Uh, I, I will come to the topic on this new company, SHLL or something like that. Or new, a lot of people talking about Helion and... SHL, I get quite a lot of that in my comments below. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But I have not seen Tesla scale yet. Although they did make the Model S, it was a premium car. They could scale, but it wasn't to, to that level where the Model 3 was. So when the Model 3 kicked in, that was the place, that was a time where I started to pump a lot of investments in because a company must prove that they're able to scale. Just a little bit of background on me. I used to run manufacturing companies myself and to scale, it is massively difficult. So yeah. um, 
I I would not like like there are stocks like Nicola and all this. You know, there will always be such companies. Always, every time, every year, every month will be coming coming out one. You you can't because I tell you, most of them yeah. they'll fall. I've seen so many fall. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even have a car yet, and they, they <laughs> yeah yeah they, yeah they do giveaways for cars, but they don't have cars and yet. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And people buy. People don't buy. Uh, people okay. I one thing I know about history about the the various things I've done. People buy into dreams, so when people when people sell you a dream, people buy into it. And uh, I don't think that is the right way. But you know, quick money for a lot of people. So yeah, of course. Of get burned. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing about Tesla, and then one about the competition. Um, yeah. Do you think? he will succeed with his robotaxis and autonomous fleet and then those Tesla vans that will probably operate between airports and Las Vegas, for example. Because mm. the autonomous fleet, I think the platform for robotaxis and maybe taking some parts of Uber and all of that, that's, mm -hmm. that's supposed to be huge and bring in billions and billions of dollars eventually if it works out. To me, as of right now, I do not see it happening within the next five years, frankly. The, mm -hmm. I, I see the way autopilot progress on, but I will have to change my point of view when the autopilot rewrite will come out, which is happening soon in a few months. So they've been uh, rewriting autopilot for, I think, the past year or so. They are rewriting the entire autopilot code. So um, I have to see that come out first before I could make a judgment whether Self, I mean, the, the completion of level four, level five autonomy will really happen uh, in less than five years. But on current, uh, current uh, autopilot code, no way. I don't. I mean, I'm being really uh, like bullish here. I, mm -hmm. I don't think it happen within five years. So, yeah. do you think Ark Invest price tag of seven thousand dollars will not be achieved by twenty twenty four? I. I think that it will achieve, but it's not because of autopilot reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they are $7,000 price tag is based on autopilot. I think it's, it's going to be based on a factor where, you know, the amount of Tesla float, the shares available on float is relatively quite high, uh, low. So when they enter the index, there'll be a lot of funds buying to it. Um, I do, there is, Tesla is still 10% float short. It used to be 20%, now it's 10%. It is still a lot. Yeah. Apple and Google and all those, they are like point, point, point something percent. So um, if you add the shots in and that kind of stuff, if it really goes into the S&P 500, I, yeah. I foresee like we just jump from 300 to 1,000. To me, frankly, it's going to be much, the magnitude is going to be a lot more because the amount of funds buying in is going to be quite massive. I've been doing research on this. I couldn't find a solid number on the number of money pumping into Tesla, but I, I know it will feel, I know it's going to be more than 300 to 1,000 that the gap is going to fly. So probably that's where we, we may hit the 7,000. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I saw the last video of Tesla Daily today, so I didn't quite figure out um, the the impact of what the S&P 500 listing could be doing uh, for Tesla because there's, there's a lot of cost committing and, and, and obviously indexes buying that stock automatically once that's in the S&P 500, which will be very interesting actually to see what would happen once that, that will happen, hopefully by the end of the year or so. Yeah, exactly. I think if, uh, I'm, I mean, uh, we are most, most of us are quite sure that uh, Q2 2020 will be mm -hmm. profitable. So how fast S&P, I don't 
are, they are going to add them in, we are not sure. But the moment they add in, if they add in slower, to me, frankly, it is uh, healthier. Because if they do a sudden add in, a lot of funds will be rushing in because there are not a lot of funds into Tesla yet. Mm -hmm. so they will cause even a higher surge, which may not be sustainable. I, I want a price to go up to be sustainable. I do not want it to like go up and boom all the way yeah, down. Huge gaps that will get filled and then we go back down and yeah, then people yeah, panic yeah. and then it goes even more down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, selfishly, I'm just saying selfishly, it is a big drop. Generally, my, my channel gets a lot more traction because yes, uh, of course. everybody cool down. But the thing is, I do not, I do not want that kind of attention. Um, i rather people, you know, like, invest with money that they can afford and mm -hmm. over time they enjoy the gains a much more consistent and sustainable way they are not those get get rich quick kind of stuff yeah exactly now yeah. i'm sure you heard about and people ask you about your opinion on neo stock which have recently right. reported good deliveries and the stock has been i think on the rise from 100 percent or so in a couple of weeks do you think they face do you think tesla will face competition because of NEO in China or do you think this is just a small company and people are buying into the stock because they think this is going to be the next Tesla for example? Good question. I see a lot of that uh, question in my comments. In fact, that is one of the highest. Uh, okay, uh, three, There are three questions that come across very often on my, on my channel below which, um, which this is one of the questions which is can, can you buy, can you talk about NEO? The other one is that Shell, SHIL company Mm -hmm. uh, with zero revenue, so I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, the other one is C Limited. Yeah. Okay. So uh, regarding Neo Wise, you see, Neo they are currently not building their own cars. A lot of people do not understand that there's somebody else building the cars for them, and every car they sell, they are losing money. So although revenue looks like it's going up, um, every car they sell, they are burning money. So they, although we have big players investing in them like Tencent and stuff yeah. but you know no I, I am I'm still not, not not going to I do not want to have this uh, FOMO thinking FOMO fear of missing out mm -hmm. because uh, all it takes is one to bite you really really bad and I really want people invest safe so I rather people buy in high because high can go higher but if you buy in low low can go lower and it can go zero I've seen that multiple times yeah so I, the, my criteria is they need to scale. I mean, as you're talking about manufacturing now. So manufacturing, you need to understand that they need to be able to, to scale. Like for example, you ask me to buy SpaceX now, if they are listed, I wouldn't buy it because they have not proven that they can scale uh, Starship. Uh, yeah, exactly. so, yeah I, I need to see scaling. So Neo, investors don't understand they have not even have their own factory that is crazy although they have just recently no do you know that uh, recently neo was around two three dollars at that point yes. uh, they they were dying they they were they managed to last minute get funding from parent companies i mean bigger companies just to keep the company alive yeah they had and, to relocate to shanghai i think so they get funds from from a china fund or whatever i don't know like they were yeah. burning cash so so quick yeah, exactly. They're burning cash from everything, from selling a car, they burn cash, <laughs> uh, from the battery replacement, the program that they had, also burning cash. So for Neo, if you want to play, it'll be a speculative play. So it'll be like making like 2 to 5% of your portfolio. That's it. You, you cannot go more than that. Um, yeah, if you want to be you know, a bit itchy hand, but uh, no, not, 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 not for now. I will not recommend Neo anytime.
yeah, that's what I like. I get asked when I I made a video about I think Tesla for a month ago. Also, I get asked yeah. what about Neo. Obviously, the price of Neo was was super low by then. But yeah. like you said, I said literally, if you want to buy, you can buy it. But it's a gamble because one, they're burning so much cash. It's not even their money. It's it's funds they get that will probably have to repay one day because otherwise, well, it doesn't work that way. And yes. the I don't, I don't. I feel that they, they focus so much on their neo ecosystem of a neo house and a neo this instead of scaling up and building cars. They, 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 I think it's a marketing scheme that will eventually probably pop like a bubble in the next couple of years if they cannot manage like their yes. funds or the, the, their revenue. Yes, things will change only when they start to get their factory up and they start building their own cars, okay, that will be the point where maybe by then, Neo will be $30, $40, maybe even $100. I give that $100. That will be a much safer point, which is a point where I will start recommending people. People may say that, why didn't you recommend when it was 11? I, I don't care. I, I have to understand that there are hits and misses in the, in the stock market. There will always be like opportunities. Every year, there will be opportunities. You rather... Uh, take action on those that are safer. That means they have proven that they are, they are worth, you know, not not just by scrambling some dreams out. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, I think, Peter Lynch uh, talked about this in a, in a video. Like, people say, yeah, the stock is low. How much lower can it go? It can, it, even if it went from 20 to 1, that 1 to 0 is still is still a long way down and people don't yeah. don't really know that they think oh there's a crisis the stock went down from 100 to 20 so it will have to go back to 100 when we go back it's not necessarily true like people yeah. think oh the price is low oh, i can buy no you buy $10,000 worth of stock at $20 i buy $20 worth of stock at $2 if it goes to zero we both lost $10,000 doesn't matter where we buy it at, the, at that price. And people don't seem to get that still still today. People ask, oh, how lower can it go? It can go to zero. You never know what can happen. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, people don't understand the, there are really a lot of stocks that go zero. Uh, especially like recently, I think there were like five, I think about 10 years ago, there were like, like 6,000 companies list, listed and now it's like 4,000. I know there are quite a lot that, that, that went off the, mm -hmm. the, and a lot of people do not know about them. Uh, yeah, I've I seen a lot too. So um, I, be, I think you, you sound like an investor that have been through that you've been through the experience to understand that it is really just not worth the risk. You rather just miss out on it. It is, you can, I don't know how to explain the amount of pain, but maybe everybody got to go through that pain once. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. no, the, it's true. Like I, most of the pain actually I gained from uh, the crypto bubble, for example. So that, that's okay. a ve very quick pain that you get when you buy and, the, and the, the cryptocurrency goes very high and the next day suddenly it's at zero. It, in the crypto universe, it happens very fast, you know. Bitcoin was yeah. one day at 20,000. A couple of days later, it's at 12,000. People lost billions of dollars, millions. So, yeah. I don't know, for me, that was a lesson well learned. Obviously, I lost, I lost money in that space. But to be honest, I still own one Bitcoin because it's like a, a good gamble. If it makes sense, if it goes up, it will go up. Fine by me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think, like you said, people need to, to experience the pain of losing 
their, their investments at least once so at least they, they can learn from it and move forward. Yeah, I will share you, uh, if you don't mind, I share you two of my experiences. Maybe the, the, your audience will learn from it because uh, you learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's much better than learning yourself. So I got two stories here. The first story I have is this company called, uh, it used to be called ITT Services. It is an educational company and the ticker symbol was, was uh, ESI. I know that because I used to have my money inside there. So if you are looking at a value, a value investing matrix for the past 30 years, revenue consistently going up. It's an education company. Uh, so one day Barack Obama came in and, and, and they, uh, no, educational companies are good companies because they teach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were using the funds of the, the Fed. So, I mean, of the government. So uh, one day Barack Obama came in and said, private education is crap or something like that. I will stop funding it. The stock went from like $60 to 30. 30 drops to 10 to 2 and eventually got delisted all within like two years. So it takes, takes a while to come down. Yeah. And poof, it goes. yeah. So they had the perfect, yeah, the perfect uh, financial reports and yet pow, this thing could happen, right? The other story I'll talk about is this stock, which is still listed. It's called uh, NOV, National Orwell Vago. Okay. Uh, it is a drilling company. It is a Warren Buffett stock, okay? It is... <laughs> Yeah, it is. A, it, I don't, I'm not too sure if it's still a Warren Buffett stock, but it is a Warren Buffett stock. It is so well known because every oil drilling company would need this company's uh, technology. It is so well known that it's called no other vendor. I still remember this. I did a lot of studies. Yeah, and you all know what happened to the oil industry. From, from $100 to $60 to $30 to $20. It, and it's now, I do not know where. I haven't been looking for a while, but I know it hits like $10, $20, mm-hmm. you know. It's not funny. So, um, so, re- so regarding like experiences, people need to understand that uh, no matter how strong or how confident or whatever things that happen, you must understand that investing carries a certain risk and not every stock low will go back up. Exactly. Like people need to understand when you buy a stock, you're, it's like having a partnership, like a business partner and people, I think lo- lots of young investors don't really realize that when you buy a stock, you're like, you're a shareholder. You're one of the company. You don't, it's not a casino where you put on black or on red and let's see what happens. Yes. Yes. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. the only way to foolproof all this, the foolproof way is to actually invest in innovative companies because let's say government step in. I, I actually got to think to myself, what if government steps in and disturb Tesla? So these are my little risk matrix that I actually ticked off. Will, can it be affected by the government? If it's a yes, uh, I'll start to, you know, may, maybe mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So uh, there were a lot of risk matrix that are available. Last time I, is it like future proof? Is it this and that? But one of the matrix that I have that most people may not have inside there is, can it be affected by the government? So innovative companies like this, uh, no matter what shit throws at them, they are able to, what, what you call, they are able to like mitigate this crisis. And all companies, find it really hard because they have a system set up. Innovative companies are very easy. They, they know how to, you know, just wiggle their yeah. way out of it. So this is another way that, although innovative companies risk uh, investment may seem riskier, but to me, I, I believe it is a lot less risky. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Um, and I think especially now with all the volatility go- going on, um, like we've seen, like the most volatile stocks are, aren't necessarily those high-priced 
stocks such as Illumina or whatever, it's, it's mostly airlines that are going up and down, yeah. up and down, cruise stocks up and yeah. down, up and down, because those are the stocks that have an uncertainty around them right now. All those yeah. innovative stocks, we all know they're going forward and, and they're, they'll yeah. be here in the next couple of years. Cruise stocks, I know I bought cruise stocks, but that's, it's a gamble, but hey, it's a good gamble, I think, for the next five years, because I believe people will still go on cruise stocks in the next five years or so. But mm -hmm. for the short term, it will go like a roller coaster. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I know I, I want to add one extra thing. I was an investor in Locking Coffee. Oh, 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 okay, another example, all right. <laughs> another example of a quick pain. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, it's again, but that's that's an, another thing. It's it looks good from the outside. The numbers look good. Like you don't know what happens inside the companies. I would have never expected them to falsify three hundred million dollars in sales, and yeah, from one day to the other, ninety percent decrease. And now, and now I think they're delisted. I'm pretty sure they are delisted. Yeah, same like Wirecard, recently another one that come in. It happens all the time. So you, it's very important to not just invest in a company which is innovative. Uh, one of the key things is also you don't, you don't try to short a company where people love their product. Like Apple, you remember the early days of Apple. People were shorting the stock. But you cannot short a company where people love their products. It's just fundamentally wrong. So um, yeah, my, my take to all invest, I mean, if I have to add something to, to this is that uh, when you invest, uh, invest with money you have, uh, don't leverage because you're looking at, at, a, at a lifetime worth of investment. It's not a one year and you go and retire thing. Uh, you have to really study on your stock because one day, and it's still going to happen. Let me tell you, this is going to happen, Tesla. One day, there will be a massive drop. I, I, I don't know for what reason, but it is going to happen. So imagine if you can overcome a 50% drop in your head right now. Uh, and you are that confident, it is probably a goal. So because of that, you cannot have like 10, 20 companies. Yeah, there's no way mentally anybody can be prepared for that. I, I don't even, I think Warren Buffett himself had like four stocks. So uh, Charlie Munger had three. Yeah. So my, my take is, you know, you, you really need to understand what you invest in and be always, no, don't, don't invest like a slut, I call it. Don't be a slutty investor, buy everything that you, you think is good. No, it, it's, it's not the way. Right, my last question, are you ever going to sell your Tesla stocks? Am I ever going to sell? To be frank, um, I, I cannot see myself selling because uh, when I invest, uh, I, I want to invest in the best company. If you can find me a better company than Tesla, I, I would gladly sell some, uh, mm -hmm. some, some to put into the other company. I'm having a real bad time finding another Tesla. I mean, the last time, I, I missed out on the Amazon boat. I just I speak for Amazon, I missed out on Amazon. Uh, I regretted it, but I didn't miss out on Apple and Facebook. I, I'm out of Facebook because their growth is like kind of dead. Um, I Apple, sold Facebook I, yesterday because like ethically, I cannot hold them anymore. Like it's like, yeah. a, it's a dirty company. Yeah, and uh, not, not for me, the user growth and, and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't like the CEO himself. So yeah. I was out of Facebook three, four years ago. So I was, I wrote the growth of Apple and I missed a lot of other stocks. Do I regret it? Kind of, but I don't regret making a rash decision. So the, your question was, um, if I find the next Apple, the next Tesla, probably I will sell a little from there to put over across, but that company has to fit a few criteria. like it, ultimately it must scale, it can scale. When they scale, that means you know that they, they have good demand and probably that is where I'll put my money. Else, 
I don't foresee myself selling Tesla stock. I mean, I, I invest with money that I can put aside. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think buy and hold is king, man. I come from a, a place with a lot of day traders, swing traders, uh, swing traders and, you know, simple works, really simple works. Yeah, exactly. L- long term, you just invest in good companies. In the long term, you will be very happy instead of stressing out every day and looking, oh, yeah. the price went up 2%, maybe I will short and sell. Not, yeah, not yeah. worth it, not worth the health, at least mm-hmm. not that. Yeah. So, okay, I think we can wrap it up for, for, the, for this video. Again, yeah. I think it was very informative for, for everyone that's going to watch this eventually. And again, thank you very much for taking your time. Um, I will for sure come to Singapore in the next year or two, for sure. Awesome. Um, so then, I will, uh, I will let, my let contact. you Yeah, well, for sure, I will let, let you know. And uh, yeah, keep, keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's awesome. Great videos every, every time I watch. So yeah, you thank too. you. Thank you again. Thank you. And I love Belgium. Belgium chocolates. Wow. <laughs> Belgium chocolates, yeah. Chocolate, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we'll All make right. sure to bring some next time. Awesome, awesome. I, I actually know what, what to bring over. Like uh, when I go, a lot of people ask me to bring this thing called Kaya. Then when you come over, I, I, I'll actually buy it for you. Yeah, for you, sure. You'll like what you have here. Yeah. So thanks. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, for the, thanks for the interview. Uh, thank you. All the best and... Uh, your audience are awesome and let's, uh, what we do is we spread a uh, good uh, education to our, to our audience and I think it's a pretty good thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. All right, All right man. Right. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Take care. Take care. Take care. Hopefully you guys learned something from this video. If you did, maybe hit the like button. And if you haven't subscribed yet, maybe now's the time to hit that subscribe button. Hopefully in my next milestone, I'll manage to do an interview with maybe another YouTuber. If you have any specific one, leave it down in the comments below. And as always, guys, take care, stay safe, and see you all in the next video. Bye-bye.